You are listening to The 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day, we dive into God's Word, and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that He's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio of Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York, studying the Bible with you every day. We are a couple weeks in now, and we're going through the Gospel of John. We're going to be hopefully finishing out chapter 12 today, but we won't rush things. Yesterday, we went through the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, and I wanted to stop short and leave that on its own. Uh, But uh, now looking, we've left ourselves with a little bit. So I don't want to rush us. Uh, We're going to jump right in. But before we do, I want to invite you to download the Sound of Heaven app, Go to soh.church. You can find it there or go wherever you download your apps, the Apple Store, the Android Store. And if you're listening to this where you get podcasts, make sure to like, subscribe, click the notifications button so you don't miss anything. Uh, Leave a comment if you can leave a comment. All of that helps out a whole bunch. And we are seeing good growth on a daily basis of more and more folks jumping on. So if you're here for the first time, welcome. I encourage you to go to part one, day one, episode one, whatever you want to call it, and start from there because by the time we're done, we will be through the Gospel of John. Okay, so if you remember yesterday, uh, we what we know is Palm Sunday, right? Jesus enters Jerusalem. He enters at the time where uh, crowds are run, are rushing in uh, to get to Passover. They're all holding their lambs, which is interesting, their lambs to be sacrificed there for the festival. And we know Jesus is the Lamb of God there for the same purpose, in essence. He was there to ultimately be sacrificed on the cross, which we'll get to in the final chapters here. We've already been through half of John. And like we talked about yesterday, the final half of the Gospel of John is actually in that week, which we call Holy Week. So if you recall, Jesus is walking through. They give him a king's welcome. They're screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, which was a quote from Psalms. Jesus is riding on a donkey and not some sort of a giant war horse, showing that he is a king in peace, not a king at war. He is the prince of peace. And even though the disciples didn't understand what was going on, Jesus was being glorified, and they realized what was written in the Old Testament was being fulfilled right before their eyes. They didn't understand this until after Jesus had to go through what he went through. So now we're going to start with verse 17. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. If you remember, Jesus raised his friend Lazarus from the dead, being dead four days, and that created quite a stir, as you can imagine, in the community. Verse 18, many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look at how the whole world has gone after him. Now there was some Greeks among those who went up to worship 
at the festival. So they went to worship at the festival. So we might be, they might be converts. They might be the Hellenistic Jews. They came to Philip who was from Bethsaida in Galilee with a request, sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew and Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus replied, the hour has come that the son of man to be glorified. Verily, very truly, I tell you, Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me and where I am. My servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came for this hour. So a lot to unpack even just right here. The crowd is drawing into Jesus. Some Greeks who went to worship, so they were there specifically for the Passover. But as we know, through Jesus, the kingdom of God was also opened up to all of the Gentiles as well. And they want to have some time with Jesus. And Jesus says something very powerful. He says that time has come for the son of man to be glorified. Him being glorified, he wasn't talking about walking through the crowd and being revered by everybody. They were laying the palms at his feet like they did with kings, like they did with saviors. And that was getting people angry because people were really starting to catch on to who Jesus was. And we see all of that, what we would call glorified, right? We think somebody is being praised as being glorified, but this is what Jesus says about him being glorified. He talks about his death. And as we'll see in the coming chapters, God shows his power and his glory, not so much as even being revered, but in how he serves. And he says this in verse 24, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And he's talking about his death. Because we know after Jesus's death and resurrection, what happened was he had charged the church with the great commission. In Acts, we see the Holy Spirit come down upon the believers at Pentecost. And now they, like Jesus, were walking around with God's Holy Spirit inside of them. You, like Jesus, right now, are walking around with God's Holy Spirit inside of you. And in that way, Jesus dying and resurrecting, being put into the ground, was like a seed that grow that grew. And he was creating little Jesuses. That's what it means to be a Christian. He was creating and reproducing himself. And it says here, which sounds harsh, anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Understand that he's not talking about hating your life in terms of disdain for your life or, or, or disparaging your life. Life is a gift. But when we put our own lives in front of the greater purpose that we're here, we actually lose our purpose. If you were only to live life for yourself, if you decided today, I'm not going to do anything for anyone else ever, I'm just going to live for me, you may accumulate things in this world, 
but you ain't going to take it with you. It's temporary. But when you pour into someone else, when you put your life on the line for other people, you can impact generations. People, generations from now that don't even know who you are can be impacted. And we understand this as parents, right? Right? We lay down our lives. We lay down the things that we want for our kids where we should. So we want them to have a better life. We want to position them so they could be productive, wonderful human beings that have awesome kids that hopefully it's the same and it goes. And by the time you get a couple generations down, they don't, they're not going to know who grandpappy Jason was, but hopefully I, my life and maybe some of the things I, that I, my flesh wanted to do, I put those aside and I, I did something worthwhile and I live beyond myself in that way. And that's why I have to think what we do today has consequences. I was just talking to my brother earlier today, and I thought that this was a was a, a good example. A couple of years ago on Father's Day, uh, he basically saved a mother and a little boy. He put his life on the line as an off-duty police officer, and he ran into a house where a woman was being beaten almost to death. And he laid his life on the line and actually was attacked by this man, and weapons were 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 drawn, and Thankfully, my brother came out on top. He saved the life of that little boy and, and, and that woman. And I think of this for a second in the context of the scripture. He could have loved his life so much he could have said it wasn't his problem. He wasn't on duty at the time, but he didn't. He laid down his life for someone else. And even generations from now, people might not even know that this ever happened, but what he did set the course moving forward. And I love what Jesus says here in verse 27. He says, now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And think about that as in the context of even uh, my brother's story. You know, the easy thing would have been, the easy thing would have been, to come in and or, or to walk away and to let whatever's going to happen happen, but he didn't. He saved that woman's life, and it was not the easy thing to do. And what Jesus is saying here is that his soul is troubled. Obviously, he was troubled. He was going to the cross. He was going to have to endure pain and humiliation and suffering beyond anything that you and I could ever probably imagine. I hope it's beyond. Hope you don't have to deal with what. Jesus dealt with, and we're coming up on the 1%. So I think I'm probably going to stop here and just continue tomorrow because I think this is just really important. So often we want to supplement, you know, the, the pain and the struggle and of what it takes to do something difficult. But in all reality, like Jesus said, Jesus said, what, what am I going to do? Say, Father, save me from this. This was the reason I was born. And when you face difficult situations, it's easy to say, God, get me out of this. But sometimes those difficult situations that you face, where it's easier to walk away, it's easier to say, you know what, I'm just going to wash my hands of this. I want an easy life. I want my life. But sometimes those struggles are the reason that you and I were born. And I use my brother as an example again. He was trained as a police officer. He was passionate about it. And my brother ended up getting shot. And having to leave the, the force. I didn't even tell that part. 
He was shot and injured to the point where he couldn't do his job anymore. And he loved that job. He identified with that job. But the moment was there. He could have said, well, what am I going to do? Jeopardize my career? What am I going to do? Jeopardize my life, his beautiful children, beautiful wife. But at that time, the people that were in front of him, it was the reason he was an officer was to protect and to serve. We could say that about our uh, first responders. We could say that about our, our military. We could say that about you. Because there's something in your life that you're going to come across that is difficult to deal with, but it's why you were born to make sure that this situation is okay. It could be you as a parent, that you were born to sow into that child, to affect generations beyond yourself. It could be in mentoring other people. I know plenty of people in AA and those programs, and they went through difficult things, and it would be easier for them to just do what they want to do. But they go to those rooms, and they mentor people, and they pull people out of the muck and mire that they're in. That's an awesome existence, and it's a reflection of Jesus because Jesus, God in the flesh, came here, walked this earth, was tempted with everything that you and I were ever tempted with, yet he did not stumble. And when he looked at what he was about to face in this holy week, he says, what am I supposed to say? God, get me out of this. This is why I was born. I have to follow through, through the good times and through the tough times. So my prayer for you as we close out today is that you recognize that even the struggles in your life are setting up there. Why you were born? Were you born to struggle all the time, each and every day? Probably not. God wants you to have tons of joyous moments in your life, and you will. He told the disciples who were concerned in another part of Scripture, he says, nobody who's given up parts of their life will not be rewarded for that. But when we begin to realize that if we just put everything on ourselves, me, 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 I, 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 it's what I want, then you may have some cool stuff. But will you have a legacy? We have a God that allows for us to have honor beyond our own life. And it's not by our own power, it's by his, but it is by our choice to live a life that's bigger than ourselves. And my prayer for you today is that you commit, you say, God, I want a life that's bigger than myself, that's bigger than me, that's bigger than what I want, that's bigger than what I can accomplish on my own. And the only way you're going to do that is through him. Because eventually you get to the end of what you can do. And that's where all the miraculous power of God begins. And you could live a life that is beyond yourself. So Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, as we close out this study, we thank you that you give us that opportunity. Father, help us to resist the temptation to just take the easy road all the time. But let us live a life according to what we were made to do. And that was not to just live, breathe air for a certain amount of time and, and, then, and then leave and go to you. We want more than that. We want to make an impact in this world that goes beyond our own lives, Lord God. For generations beyond us, say that, say this. Say, God, I want to impact generations beyond myself. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. My name is Pastor J.D. Ambrosio. You're listening to The 1% Christian. Check us out at soh 
www.thepeopleofgod.church. You can uh, watch a, a, a service. You can listen to our teachings. You can do a lot. But connect with us because we want to be connected with you, all right? I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow, and we will tomorrow finish John chapter 12.